I'm your host, Eric. Today's episode is going to be about a bunch of different things. It's just kind of random, but it's going to be interesting. Today we're joined by the co-host, whose name is... Go ahead. Oh, me? Tony. <laughs> Thought you were just going to like leave me sitting here high and dry there. Right. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Tony. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> She's sitting right there in I'm the here. usual spot. I'm here. Okay, this episode is going to be about um, a bunch of conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. I know about most of these, and we've covered some of them, uh, but I don't know if they're very well known by the mass. I, I'm not sure. But just as a perspective, these are ones that have, over the years, been found out to be true. So, you know, we always, people get labeled conspiracy theorists. It happens to us all the time. Actually, like, it's kind of a running joke with some of our friends that we're the conspiracy theorists uh, in the group. But then shit like this will happen and we're like, well, There's a reason why people believe in conspiracy theories because lots of times they turn out to be true. But before we get started today, I would like to immediately thank all the listeners who are listening. Anyone. Uh, Pogel. Chelsea, Izzy, Lori, Cherry, Brian, Breakbill, uh, Sid, Sherry. You said my mom twice. Did I? Yes. Well, Apparently, regardless. Sherry, Mom, you're very special. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, just like to thank everyone out there listening. Without your listening, it would just be us talking to ourselves, which that's basically what we're doing. But uh, hopefully you're getting some enjoyment out of it nonetheless. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, number one, the U.S. government poisoned alcohol during, the pro- during Prohibition. Uh, that sounds crazy. Why would they poison? Why would the government poison anything? Well, first of all, isn't alcohol already kind of poison? Kind of, yeah. In and of itself, technically. Well, anyway, uh, Prohibition was introduced in 1920 to control the country's alcohol consumption. Obviously, the teetotalers and all the whole thing led to, um, what is it, the 18th Amendment? And then it was repealed by the 21st Amendment? Something like that, yeah. Well, you're looking at me as if I know this. Please. Anyway, during that time, uh, alcohol was highly demonized and... uh, but all that led to was uh, widespread use of speakeasies and bootlegging, which basically uh, invented the mafia in the U.S. for the most part. Um, but the prohibition law proved it wasn't enough to curb the drinking habit, so the government took more drastic measures, and they decided to poison the country's Ill- illegal liquor supply by adding toxins, including highly lethal methanol, to alcohol in the mid-1920s. In total, it is estimated around 10,000 people died as a result of the government's poisoning. So, yeah, that's fucked so up. So tell me again why they want to help us with the COVID shots, really? <laughs> or any anything the government is giving you? I don't know. My, my, you, might want, you may want to question it mm. or stay far away from it. Or at least let at least uh, 10,000 people try it out <laughs> before you. Right. Okay, next one we're going to move on to is, let's take a look here. Um, The CIA secretly gave LSD to unsuspecting individuals to test mind control. That sounds kind of crazy. Really crazy. The CIA would just give drugs to unsuspecting people for their own test? No. What? No No way. I can't believe it. Again, like the COVID vaccine? What? (laughs) Because people will willingly take it? What? Oh my goodness. Anyway, everyone knows about MKUltra. This is the MKUltra. Uh, From 1953 to 64, the CIA secretly dosed individuals with LSD to test the potential effects of mind control. During this practice, uh, MKUltra, thousands of, of U.S. citizens were given LSD without their knowledge or consent. In 1973, CIA, CIA Director Richard Helms 
ordered the destruction of all records related to MKUltra. So now there is very little evidence that remains, but this immoral research was likely responsible for some resulting deaths. Uh, one of the most notable was that of Frank Olson, the United States Army biochemist and biological weapons researcher who was given LSD without his knowledge or consent in, 1950, in 1953. So uh, also during the same time, I think it was still in the 50s, um, Ted Kaczynski was at either Harvard or I think it was Harvard. He was, he graduated from high school early and went to Harvard because he is basically a genius. Ted Kaczynski is the uni, the Unabomber. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was the victim of a three year long study that was being conducted at Harvard to test interrogation techniques and, uh, all kinds of other mind-altering things, and he thought he was just participating in like a something helpful for Harvard, but little did he know that he was actually the victim of a secret program aimed at trying to figure out the best methods for uh, interrogations. <laughs> so what did he think he was doing exactly? He thought that he was being uh, involved in this study to help um, determine... Uh, something not nefarious, nothing to do with the government or interrogation. And every time he'd go to these um, sessions, they would just berate the shit out of him and uh, humiliate him and uh, make him look like a piece of shit loser, which caused extreme stress upon him and utterly changed his character for the rest of his life. Because this happened to him from like age 16 to 19 while he was at Harvard. And, uh, so was the study being technically done on him? Uh, him and a few others, yeah. So he thought he was participating in a study, but really the study was him. Yeah, the study was him and the, uh, the, uh, the others that were in it. There was only like five people, something like that. Oh, and the okay. study, the purpose of the study was like, what are the best ways to interrogate prisoners? Uh, do we uh, talk shit to them? Do we be nice to them? Do we give them presents? Do we drug them? Do, you know, all these mm-hmm. things. And uh, Ted Kaczynski was a part of it unknowingly, uh, which obviously you could see with what led up to later in life, him becoming the Unabomber and hating uh, society and whatnot. Um, right. So now how can he be blamed for this shit when they created that? Well, they, they never mention that fact when they're talking about Ted Kaczynski. They, they always leave out that right, fact. Right. Yeah. Conveniently, yes. They also leave out the fact that he was a Harvard professor and he actually went to teach at stanford um he was like one of the youngest math professors ever Hmm. in history (laughs) yeah i mean i literally didn't know that till right now yeah so if the cia is doing anything be extremely um cautious and uh try not to participate if you can (laughs) and anything the cia says just take that as pure lies and then you know Whatever they're saying is either for the purposes of propaganda or to cause you to think a certain way. It has nothing to do with truth or anything like that. Okay, the next one we're going to talk about that turned out to be true. This is definitely one of the most fucked up things I think uh, ever happened that was proven. Um, So in 1932, a public health service started the... uh, Tuskegee experiments. So it was the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro male. It was a public health service study that began in 1932, and it recruited 600 black men from Alabama as its subjects. So the men were told that they would receive treatment for bad blood, uh, a a colloquialism for syphilis, anemia, and fatigue, but they were being misled. Researchers continued to experiment even after the penicillin was proven to treat syphilis in 1945. The research finally stopped in 1972 after the New York Times published a story about the study titled Syphilis Victims in the U.S. Study Went Untreated for for Over 40 Years. Over those four decades, 28 men died of syphilis and 100 more died from related causes. So, These men were recruited by the public health service to be test subjects, thinking that they were being 
um, helped uh, treat their syphilis or whatever they, you know, mm-hmm. some didn't even know if they had syphilis or what exactly was going on. But what they were really doing was testing how um, syphilis works. Like how it would run its course? <laughs> yeah. How, untreated? Right, right. Like how syphilis will work in the black Negro male. Why would it work any differently than it works in anyone else? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I don't know. But this led, you know, they. The, it wasn't like it was just a quick study. They followed the subjects for their whole life, for 40 years. Right. And and knew the whole time that they're just, like, not treating them and yeah. lied to them. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty fucked up. You know, that makes me wonder about, like, the cancer uh, studies that some of them we've looked into. Like, I n- knew, well, yeah, now knew this woman um, through my sarcoma stuff. And she was eligible for this study. Remember that one that I went to Chicago and looked at? Oh, yeah. So the first one I didn't want to do. So there was two studies in Chicago that um, I wanted to look into. And I went to see if I was eligible for the first one sounded horrifying and reading the fine print on the paperwork, it was the reason they stopped doing the study the first time around was because too many people died on it and they were essentially restarting it because they thought it was safer. Well, I knew a girl, uh, she just passed away this, what, a few months ago? Yeah, a few months ago. A few months ago from doing that exact study. So now it makes me wonder... Was that the purpose of the study? Was that actually the... Right. Like, what are they really doing? Right. I mean, you, you know don't know what, what the fuck you're being injected with. Right. Exactly. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. The study in itself sounds crazy. And I'm more than willing, if I have to, to, like, pave the way, you know, for other sarcoma people. But if we're being lied to, like, how, you know what I mean? How can we make an educated decision? I don't think she fully knew what she was getting into either. And she was... She'd lived with this cancer for years, years and years and years. She'd done many studies. And then and this one. Yeah. The second she gets on this study, yeah. she dies, what, like two, a few months later? No, she, she died not long after doing it because they bottom out your blood count, essentially leaving you with nothing, like no white blood cells, no red blood cells. Like they literally bottom you out with chemo. Uh, that's literally what they call it is they bottom you out. So you have like nothing in you. And then they inject you with um, modified killer T-cells, which are supposed to work with your immune system and basically ramp up your immune system like oh, yeah. 100-fold or something Isn't like that. Isn't that similar to the, the drug that they gave you that time? To, to your, your levels were so low. No, that's not like that at all. Okay. So this one is like a planned one. They take This is the one that we talked about. They take blood from me, take my white blood cells, modify them so they're like super white blood cells. Yeah. And then uh, then I would go back every so many months and get an injection of my own modified, you know, immune system cells essentially that are now genetically modified. To look for that type of look... protein that the cancer Right, because it, it's supposed to specifically look for the antigen that my tumor expresses. Which, and then just go and attack it like the immune system right. should so do. So theoretically, instead of chemo, which uh, targets every rapidly dividing cell in your body, hence why you lose your hair, that's a rapidly dividing cell. Hence why you get nauseous, your stomach lining is a rapidly back, you know, rapidly uh, dividing cell. Um, so instead of killing off all the good ones too, theoretically it's targeting just that specific like antigen that your tumor is emitting. So it's not killing off all the good ones. But in order, for whatever reason, instead of just doing that without bottoming you out, which now thinking about it, right this second, it occurs to me, like, why bottom you out with chemo if you're ramping up your immune system? Why wouldn't that in itself just work? Yeah, why do they why, have to Why would they have to do chemo? that anyway? Well, couldn't they just take that, your T-cells, modify them to fight whatever, and then re-inject them? Why, right. What difference does it make what, what point your immune system is at? Right. That's what I'm wondering now. Yeah, now thinking I about it, like, why, just, do, why do they need to put yeah, you to the point take, of death? Right, because the <laughs> point is is to not have to use chemo then. Right. You know what I mean? But why, in the beginning, 
do they need to see what happens when you completely bottom out and then get injected with the killer cell? That doesn't make any sense. Man, maybe that, that's purely, that could just be a straight up test, just like this Tuskegee experiments, for all we know. Right. I mean, what do they care? Yeah, why, does, why would that diet? matter? Because, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a fucking doctor, so I don't know all the answers, but I've worked in the medical field a long fucking time, so I know how certain things work. This one's not making sense to me. So now I'm really curious. I'm going to have to look into that. We might have to do just a fucking episode on that On or that study itself. Something. We need to look in to see how many people have died from that study today. Well, I they know. So a girl it, right? in, I know. Well, I shouldn't say a girl. She's an older lady. But I know a woman in my sarcoma group who has done it before. And she's obviously still here. Um, but uh, I had, I wonder if I still have the paperwork from when I went to Chicago. Because I went with my cousin, and my cousin was like, I don't think you should do this one. He's like, the reason they stopped last time was because too many people died. And now they think they have a safer way or whatever. But what's changed, really? You yeah. know what I mean? So I wonder if I can find that paperwork. But yeah, that, I mean, just on the knowledge of how the immune system works and what chemo does and why it does what it does, why would they need to bottom you out like that? I don't know. Hmm. Sorry, we got off on a tangent. Continue on. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just any, now I'm perplexed. Regardless of that, it it just another thing that that proves, maybe it doesn't prove, but it just goes to show why people have such little faith in institutions and scientists and the government. You know, this Tuskegee experiment lasted for forty fucking years. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like less. Just take a quick look and then that's it. No, it was a long ass study for four decades to see how the the male, the black male reacted to syphilis. And they chose poor black men from Alabama. It's not like they chose the president, you know, or uh, rich black people from somewhere. Right. Or... You know, it's not like they chose a... Uh, Fancy upper class uh, Yale students to test the syphilis shit on, you know. Right, but to be fair, how many of them have syphilis? Right, like but I don't either... know. I don't know where the syphilis. Uh, yeah, I don't know much you know, about where, syphilis. Where that all went? Like, I would imagine it would be among more the, you know, poverty ridden people and whatnot. It would be my guess, but who knows? I don't know. Yeah, but it just it goes to show that. It's another reason why um, conspiracy theories and just a general distrust of the government and scientists exists. It's because of things like the Tuskegee experiments. Well, it's not just that. It's it's <laughs> funny because we get labeled conspiracy theorists, but then shit comes out years later. That like just like with the JFK file things or whatever that they they wait so long to open it so people forget yeah. that that was a conspiracy theory, however long ago. And now it's released or whatever. Or by this time, they're like, oh, well, oh, oh, who cares? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have this timeline set up purposely, purposefully the way they do. So that way by we the... still remain looking crazy. Right. In present day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because who, who, who's going to be alive around, uh, 50 years later to really dispute anything you're saying? Or to or like care. have the energy to care because they're like, well, I knew it the whole time or I didn't. Yeah. Or... Oh, well, I'm not going to go back and apologize to my conspiracy theory ex-father <laughs> or father-in-law or whoever it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, whatever. Man, they got a good setup, don't they? Motherfuckers. Fucked up. Uh, the next one. Have you ever heard of Operation Paperclip? I Off know. the top of your head. Operation I Paperclip. No, I've literally never heard of that. Is that the little thing that pops up on Word? It used to pop up on Word and he's like, hi, how can I help you today? No, that's not L- it. With the little googly eyes? <laughs> no, it's not him? No. Okay. Okay, anyway, Operation Paperclip. Uh, so after World War II in 1945, um, about 1,600 Nazi scientists were recruited um, to work for the U.S. government uh, to continue the research that they were doing in Germany in the Nazi... In Auschwitz? In Auschwitz and other... Uh, not only just in Auschwitz, but in uh, all the scientists that were working on rockets... They were work, you know, the Nazi scientists and, and uh, the Nazi war machine was extremely advanced, and they were innovating a lot of uh, rockets and aircraft and uh, spying techniques and all these different types of things. 
So during the Nuremberg trials, I think only like 15 scientists or 15 people were hung from Nuremberg out of all of the SS and, and all, you know, the Nuremberg trials were basically like a puppet show just to show that something was done about the evil of, um, you know, what the final solution really was. But secretly, the U.S. government was recruiting these same scientists who were working with the Nazis to come to the United States to work uh, for our organizations to further, because they didn't want, the U.S. government didn't want those scientists going over to Russia. Because right after World War II is when the Cold War began between the United States and Russia. So the U.S., at least what they say is that they were didn't want all the most brilliant scientists to be um, scooped up by the Russians, therefore giving the Russians a, an advance uh, over the Americans in the terms of the, the how the Cold War was going to go. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. recruited... 1600 Nazi scientists and then put them to work um, on US projects some of the scientists that they recruited for uh, from from not from Germany worked on MK ultra um, experiments you know the what we just talked about with the LSD yeah some worked um, to create the atomic bomb like Werner von Braun was a Nazi scientist who came from Germany and was allowed legally to, to immigrate to the U.S. Um, rather than going on trial in the Nuremberg and being hung. So they recruited all these fucking Nazis and put them into our organizations in the U.S. and um, allowed them to continue on with their research and never have to face any of their um, war crimes. And no one knew about this they they didn't um it wasn't exposed until um i'm not sure what year but you know obviously no one would have approved of that (laughs) uh happening you know right so they just did it anyway but warner von braun was the guy who um you know he was uh the guy who helped all the missiles he it was involved moon landing he was also friends with walt disney um, all kinds of. Didn't we do an episode on that? Yeah, yeah. So Walt Disney was friends with Werner von Braun and uh, the other crazy fucker from NASA. Um, God, his, his name is um, escaping me right now. But anyway, you know these people had committed war crimes in Germany again. You know the Nazis were the ones who pioneered experimentation on human subjects you know in auschwitz and other concentration camps um dr death or whatever mangala was doing experiments on all kinds of different things like if they cut off someone's arm um how could they live would they are would their hand grow back um all kinds of fucked up shit which a lot of those scientists were recruited and came to the u.s and continued their work basically and uh yeah so So yeah they just are working here yeah they they came to the u.s and they lived out the rest of their life in the u.s and retired from the u.s government pensions and lived uh, a lot of them moved to like uh weird spots too like kansas and like weird areas in the u.s and uh, werner von braun i can't remember exactly where he lived but you know all of them lived out there a full life in America, um, How nice. after World War Two and committing all those crimes. How and all. nice! I'm so glad that we're able to do that for them. How sweet! Oh yeah. My God. So Operation Paperclip. Uh, I always assume that this is well known information. No. Well, maybe it is, but it wasn't to me. But again, no coincidences. Funny how they know Disney and they know all these whatever. How they're all all the big names like that are all fucking connected, and we wonder why our children are fucked up and why we're fucked up and. <laughs> Everybody's got Why anxiety, society depression, is all and cancer, up. and all this other bullshit. You know? Good lord. Alright, here's another good one. Um, I've heard of it. I don't know if you have. Operation Mockingbird. No. Okay, Operation Mockingbird. Starting in the 50s. Uh, the CIA 
had this um, project which spied on the members of the Washington Press Corps. Uh, part of the operation um, was they paid journalists to, pub to publish CIA propaganda. They wiretapped their phones and monitored their offices to keep tabs on their activities and, vi and visitors. The CIA paid student and cultural organizations as well as magazines to serve as front organizations. The covert operation was finally uncovered in Senate hearings in the mid-1970s. Oh, and we wonder what's going on with uh, <laughs> magazines and TV and all that shit today. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure that they just stopped. They just stopped, stopped all yeah, of a sudden. They just stopped. They never would do it ever again. They would never do it. But yeah, Operation Mockingbird. Look, another... This is all well-known information to most conspiracy theory types. But um, for the average person who has no interest in any of this information, these are the some of the things that ha have led me to, you know, go deeper down the rabbit hole over the years, uh, which I never knew any of this information prior to this. And Operation Mockingbird, Paperclip, um, MKUltra, Tuskegee Experiments, all of those um, caused me to start wondering what the hell is really going on. Uh, the next one. I've never heard of this one, actually. But that's pretty interesting. I don't know what the point of this is, but the Dalai Lama was a CIA agent. So apparently in the 1960s, the CIA provided the Tibetan resistance with $1.7 million, $1 million a year to aid in guerrilla operations against China, which included an annual subsidy of $180,000 to the Dalai Lama. In 1998, the Dalai Lama's administration acknowledged that it did receive these funds from the CIA, but denied reports that the Tibetan leader benefited personally from his subsidiary. Instead, they insisted that it went towards setting up offices in Geneva and New York, as well as some money spent on international lobbying. So, it's weird, you know. Another big name connected to all this shit. Like, why do they have to pay the Dalai Lama $180,000 a year? Yeah, for what purpose? <laughs> for what purpose? Kind of weird. Um... Turned out to be true. Oh, here, here, this one's pretty fucked up too, which I never heard. I, I think I have heard of this one, but it doesn't have a catchy name. Anyway, uh, contaminated polio vaccines spread a cancer-causing virus. In 1960, it was discovered that the monkey kidney cells used to make the salt the salk polio vaccine could cause cancer. Cancer. Americans were not told about this, and between 1955 and 1963. Nearly 100 million children were given this contaminated vaccine. Although the cells were removed from the polio vaccines in 1963, scientists around the world continue to identify them in human brain, bone, and lung cancers of children and adults. Well, and, you know, obviously at that time that was like a newer vaccine or whatever. So how did it affect the offspring of the people who got the shots? Right. And this, this here's another... Because that would be that would be like us, you know. We would be like the offspring. Because my mom was born in sixty seven. My dad was born in sixty. Well, they supposedly stopped it in nineteen sixty three. I know, but I'm saying they would have, as infants, gotten that shot. Thus, now, oh, yeah, yeah, we would be their offspring. Yep. So our parents would have been the receivers of the vaccine. We would be the offspring of the people who got the vaccine. So, who knows? Maybe. What kind of cancers are we going to develop? Right, well... Which, you have cancer, you had cancer. Yeah, I had cancer. <laughs> I already had cancer, so who knows? Is that something that stems from that? We don't know. We won't know. No. You know, because there's no real... I have no family history of cancer, you know? Right. Other, well, I guess I do have one maternal aunt that did have cancer, but she had thyroid cancer, not a rare, weird one like mine, but... So, yeah, I mean... This... They would have been the receivers of this. Right. So this just goes to show, again, um, maybe we shouldn't just do whatever the government has to say. Maybe we shouldn't just accept everything that's being told to us. Maybe we shouldn't just blindly obey. Maybe well, we should think, just question things. Well, and... that's the thing. Think <laughs> about this for a second. Say uh, you and I, we go, I don't know, anywhere. We go to a party. And there's a bunch of people that we don't know. And they're like, hey... Uh, I decided to make you this drink. I want you to drink it. 
Please drink it. Just drink it. It's there's nothing in it. I promise. Everyone drink is it. drinking it. Everyone at the look, party. Look, we're all I, drinking it. I made it. everyone here this drink, and then you look around, and you realize that you don't know anyone at this party, but you're just supposed to trust these people that are coming up to you to tell you to drink this drink. Why would you do that? So I have not met any of these government officials in person. Uh, I have not seen them do a actual day of hard work. Or actually do, like, real good deeds physically themselves. So why should I trust you are doing good for me? I have no video of them making the vaccine. Right. I have no (laughs) video of them out there in the fields making the vaccine, overseeing what's happening. I have no... uh, I have no ingredients list. Well, they they have an ingredients list. I know they have an ingredients list, but I have not seen the ingredients list that they have. And I haven't got a lab to test... To see it for exactly myself. Exactly what is in the vial, you know. Right. I have not gotten <laughs> to see the chemical makeup of these things. I don't uh, know what my own personal body is going to react to. Mm-hmm. You know, each person's uh, genetics are way different than each other person's. I don't know what so I'm going to react to as opposed to someone else. So it just goes to show maybe you shouldn't just inject anything into your body Without, well, it's you know. like, I mean, that same could be said, though, for pretty much anything out in the world, any, anything at Walmart, you know, any, anything, fast food, all of that could be, the same could be said for that. But True. anyway, I guess my point is, is like, even like with the flu shot, when has the government really just gone out and given you shit for free without a motive, you know? So why, why just do that? Yeah, and especially if all these things that I'm talking about here in this episode, all of these things just were eventually found out. Right, but that's <laughs> the thing. Because, like I said earlier, because they have that timeline where things get released way later, people by then don't care or just forget about it or whatever whatever the situation is. They don't care at that point. So they get away with it scot-free every time. And yet still today we're labeled as crazy or... Crazy anti vaxxers. Anti vaxxers um, or, or anti science, anti everything. Yeah, or, or horrible parents because we won't allow our children to do it. Well fuck you. I think you're a horrible parent for injecting your kids then, assholes. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? It's just ridiculous. Like you have to do you, you have to do what is right for your family, but don't sit here and ridicule me when I am doing what I think is best for my family, because I sure as shit am not gonna go to you know, a random person's party and here's my child and have them give them a fucking drink that they made and are insisting that my child drink. I'm not going to do that. No. I'd be like, I mean, I would take it myself before I'd allow my kid to have it. Why the fuck am I going to do that? Why would I let my kid just have this without knowing exactly what's in it and watching every step of it? Right. You know, that's what you're supposed to do as a parent. That's what you're supposed to do as a human being. You're meant to question. You're meant to look at these things for your own health and mind and safety. So... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Because if you put it in terms of something realistic, like going to a party with nobody you know, and they come up to you and they're insisting that this free drink that they made you is good for you and whatever, I would question it. But because it's the government, even though you don't know any of these people, you're not related to them, you don't know them, you have nothing to do with them, then it's okay. I don't understand that. No, it doesn't make any sense. And here's the other thing succumbing to peer pressure is not good. No. I don't know how many times over the last few months someone has asked me I, I, that I had no clue who they were. I barely knew them. So, have you got your vaccine yet? It's like, First of all, that's none of your business. Yeah, it's like, um, that's like, what do you, uh, I'm not going to succumb to peer pressure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work on me, at least not for that, something like that. Oh, I've had it too. You know, I've had people, <clears throat> family members. Well, why not? Well, why not? Well, first of all, I've already had a really fucking rough year of putting shit in my body, which had I done more research and known things and not been so scared in the beginning to figure out those things, I probably wouldn't have done them. But too late. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Right. You know, but... Point being, I already put enough poison into my body. Yeah, you know, and take a break on the poison. For right, a bit. <laughs> exactly. And and in, in just in everyday life, where that's it's almost hard not to put poison into your body. 
with the air we breathe half the time, with the food we eat half the time, with the things we drink, uh, shit, anything, pills, whatever, what have you, you know, it's all got ridiculous shit in it that we're not meant to have. Like even our food, you know, people over in Europe, they don't even, aren't even allowed to eat the shit that we eat. Like their ingredients in like their food and they stuff. They don't allow GMO. Right. They seeds. don't allow that shit over in their country, but God damn it, we're allowed to have it here. Even though it's known to be cancer causing and harmful to the body, but that's okay. And I always hear the same thing over and over again. It drives me fucking nuts. I don't give a fuck. It tastes good. I'm as long as uh as long as I'm happy while I'm here. Okay, well, you know what? When you do develop cancer or some sort of illness or something, I want you to say that to me again. Cause it's really insulting to say that to me when I've already been through this bullshit and it fucking sucks. But you're like, well, I guess as long as I'm happy now, who cares? Okay, well, I'm glad you're satisfied right now with all the harmful things you're doing to yourself, but whatever. Isn't that why we're here? To try to better ourselves? To at least try? That's that's an idea, but obviously everyone's got to figure it out for themselves. I know it, I know it. Sounds better in theory, though, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, so this, just uh, to get back to what we were talking about, um, the government did have contaminated vaccine of polio that possibly killed or caused cancer in many people. So what's going to happen in 40 years from right now? All the people that are being vac- vaccinated right now, that w- there's no long-term studies on these vaccines that are being given right now. What's going to be the case in 40 years, you know? It's just something to think about. Here's it's just something to think about because all the things you get that's not this podcast or any other alternative media, everything you're getting from them is get your vaccine, do everything we say. And anything that's against that is bullshit. That you know, they just say anyone who says that uh the vaccine is unsafe or anyone who says that any of this stuff is happening, they're liars and they're conspiracy theorists, so don't believe anything they say. But as has been shown and throughout this episode is uh, you never know what's really going on until, until later, 40 years yeah, later exactly. when it's found, the truth is found out. When it's too late and nobody gives a shit at that point. Yeah. Because you've been long dead or who knows what's happened, you know? Here's another one that I, I never knew knew this, but this is pretty interesting. Um, so the testimony leading up to the Gulf War, uh, you know, in 1990, uh, some people will remember, you know, before the the second Iraq War in 2003, uh, we had the Gulf War uh, with the first Bush. Well, anyway, as as leading up to uh, going to war, there was all kinds of um, human rights, uh, congressional uh, caucuses and uh, testimonies uh, before Congress. Well, one of the leading, um, like tear jerkers that caused people to want to go intervene in Kuwait and stop the terrible Saddam from killing Kuwaitis and all this was the testimony of this, um, young girl named Naira. So in 1990, she testified before the Congressional Human Rights Caucus. She told stories about the treatment of Kuwaitis by the invading Iraqis, which horrified members of Congress and many Americans. Although many people did die following Iraq's invasion, her testimony was completely fabricated. She was actually the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador to the, U- to the U.S., and her testimony was set up as part of a public relations campaign called Citizens for Free Kuwait, run by a Hill and Knowlton, a public relations firm. So we've talked about this before. <laughs> Where they basically do a ruse like this to get the American people on board to go to war. Right. So this is another tactic they've just done. Yeah. Well, I never knew about uh. this this specific um, example. You know, there's so many for during 2003's Iraq invasion, like uh, Colin Powell's um, bullshit story about um, weapons facilities and all this shit. But I never knew about this specific example. But... Um, just goes to show again, anything you see or hear from the mainstream media, immediately suspect that information and do the research about what's going on yourself. 
because nine times out of ten you're gonna find that what they're saying is not matching up with reality. And trust your gut. Just like anything else, trust your fucking gut because your gut is usually right. So if you're reading something or hearing something and you're like, huh, yeah, I don't know about that one, you're probably right. So. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for this episode. I just wanted to go through a few different conspiracy theories that were once conspiracy theories but just turned out to be just history yeah yeah and proven true and now it's just quote unquote history and yet we think that it just like can't happen today like i don't get the thought process like we know all this stuff has happened over and over again this type of shit happens and people are just naive enough to think that it just doesn't anymore like they just change their ways all this like i don't understand yeah i don't get it The, the government has no um reason to want to control us anymore they did back in the day it was crazy they must have just been crazy for a while there but now it's all good um i don't think that's true i think it's still going on and you need to question literally everything that you hear including everything i'm saying right now (laughs) don't just don't just listen to what i'm saying and then go tell someone about it right go look it up for yourself listen to what i'm saying Think about it for a few seconds, uh, decide on whether or not it makes any sense at all, which, you know, who knows? I could just be, I could be uh, just talking bullshit for all you know. Just take what I'm saying and research it yourself. And uh, the thing is, you'll find that everything I'm saying is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much information and documentation and provable documents and uh, histories that there's no need to take my word for it just research it for yourself and this is one of the things i like about um alternative media and uh, independent research um you're always given that option it's not like uh the people are just like the mainstream media says the opposite like just believe whatever we're saying they don't ever say like, hey, um, go do the research yourself because they know once you do the research, they'll find you'll find out that they're full of shit. Yeah, but the average American <laughs> is lazy and doesn't want to. They don't want to use their brain because they're too tired from working all the time or nowadays, I guess, not working at all. Who knows what they're doing? They're getting paid more to stay home, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like the average person isn't going to take the time. To do the research. They want to be told because they don't want to have to think anymore. Yeah, they just want to be told how to feel, told what to think. And here's a clue. Here's one clue. If you're listening to something or watching something and the backing track is a sad piano, just turn the fucking thing off. Because any backing track of a sad piano uh, with a fucking um, public service announcement is propaganda i mean isn't it obvious i don't know it is to me but if you hear a sad piano playing in the background most likely it's uh, a propaganda piece aimed at making you feel sad so that you'll do something that they want actually uh our kid the other day was watching a show which we don't really watch tv very much but she likes the kids baking challenge show or whatever anyway every time a commercial would pop on she was like, oh, commercial. She's like, man, I hate these things. So she'd get up and she'd go do something else every single commercial. So, I mean, one, I'd say that's a healthy habit because she's not getting all that extra bullshit or whatever. And two, she's getting a little exercise or whatever, you know. Yeah, our kids definitely, um, some of the few uh, eight-year-olds who know about propaganda. <laughs> yes, sure do. <laughs> and know that. Everything they see on TV is uh, most likely lies, um, even though they do enjoy watching it. It's still, um, well, who doesn't? You know, you can't. I mean, get rid of everything that is brings somewhat joy. You just have to have the knowledge in which. Yeah, at least at least if you know that it's happening, it, you know? it's easier. You know. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, we definitely don't watch very much TV around here. So. But yeah, that's 
pretty much sums it up for this episode. I just wanted to go through just a few conspiracy theories that are well known to any uh, diehard conspiracy theorist, but might not be well known to the average person. And it's always helpful just to learn. What What's wrong with just learning things? Right. I mean, is it going to kill you to just do 20 minutes of looking into something? Uh, you, who cares if it, if it's supposedly well, and bad maybe or this, this isn't... I mean, if they're telling you not to listen, listen to it, shouldn't that make you want to listen to it more? Right. You know? Like, doesn't that spark the little rebel, <laughs> the rebellious you inside? I don't know. Maybe this is just me, and I hope I don't sound completely crazy for saying this, but sorry, my kitty is trying to... He's trying to come up and say hi to the microphone. Um, but I, I hope I don't sound crazy when I say this, but sometimes when I'm reading something that I'm interested in, but I'm also learning about it too, like, I almost get like a weird high off of it. So like, you know, during my cancer stuff, I would be like researching something and whenever something like felt right, or it was just like, yes, like this is, you know, like I knew something was out there. I just didn't know what it was or whatever. And... I would get books or whatever and start reading on it or find articles, what have you. It was almost like I would get like a weird high off of it. And so... That's how I get when I research anything about like uh, Tartaria or um, any of these crazy events. Like uh, it's like exciting. Right. So like... (laughs) To find the, the truth. The most recent thing that has kind of been that way for me is that I started... I started realizing about energy like how we this is my opinion take it for what it's worth because i do believe in god i i didn't always believe in god i do now uh but that led me into energy like we are energetic beings basically in a human soup but everything has energy it's literally proven that everything has energy yeah so once i realized that like my whole mind just exploded and then i was like well if we have energy and everything else has energy, then why can't I utilize things in nature that have energy to help myself, like stones and, like they always say, like nature is literally one of the best medicines for you. Even actual present day scientists say that not just the hippie whatever people, holistic people don't just say that, but the traditional Western medicine people, they'll only go so far with it. Yeah, no doctor's going to discourage you from going for a walk in the woods. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but they're also only going to take it so far. They'll be like, well, you can go for a walk in the woods, but that's not going to help you. It just might calm you down a little bit or whatever. Yeah. When in reality, there's so much more to it. But anyway, I, that's my newest thing that, I, and that I'm just like so obsessed with right now and researching it, and I've been reading about it and getting books, and it, I just get, like, a weird high from, like, learning new things, especially when it, like, really clicks in my brain and makes sense to me. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff before. Like, I knew about energy in terms of, like, cells have energy and, and stuff like that, but once I started getting bigger with it, and I started reading all these articles, and it was being proven true, that just blew my mind. And then once that opened up another door... Then that blew my mind. So I don't know. I enjoy learning, especially when it starts to go, oh my God, this makes this puzzle piece fit into this. You know what I mean? Because if you're traveling through life, I would imagine like I was, you know, before I was spiritual, before I realized the power of my own self and nature and what God has literally given us, like that, it was weird. It was like you're, you're just numb to everything. Like you don't absorb anything and things don't make sense but you don't know how to make them make sense well now that i'm spiritual and i have found all these connections i'm filling in all these gaps where now all the puzzle pieces fit together you know what i mean so like why not learn yeah don't you get that from are we the only ones like that i can't be the only ones like that we're definitely not the only ones like that we just are slightly isolated you know but there's so many people out there which is the great thing about podcasting is even though you're physically separated and don't really have a, a group close to you, the groups exist and they're out there and there's millions of people in the world that are on to the fact of what's really going on in the world. And it's only a matter of time before we um, start to be, you know, having an impact and uh, start changing things for the, 
for the positive, which I think is happening right. um, as we speak. I think so, too. I think as a whole, people are starting to acknowledge things and, and realize things. And you know what? If you are also one of those people who believes in energy and the power of the universe and yourself, fucking email me. Let's be friends, man. <laughs> so dtdimension at protonmail.com. You just hit me up and we will have a lengthy conversation and it'll be very hyped. All right. So let's do this. Uh, for all the listeners out there, that last thing that just happened is called a segue. It was a perfect <laughs> segue. Uh, anyway, yeah. Find us on DT. Uh, email us at DT, dtdimension at protonmail.com. Go to our website, doublethoughtdimension.com, to donate. There's two buttons on there. You can start a $5 monthly subscription. Or you could you could donate $1,000 a month if you wanted. Or you could do a one-time donation of any amount. $1, a million dollars, any amount you choose. Um, you, you can find all of our information on the website. Go to the link tree, which has all just has all the links of everywhere you can find us in one spot and all this information is going to be on the show notes just like every other episode so uh thanks for tuning in and i'm glad i um was able to share a few things and hopefully you can go research them for yourself and maybe learn a few things along the way and uh expand your mind for the for the better expand your mind and like i said energy people hit me up all right all right (laughs) Take care, guys. Have a good one.